Welcome to IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. I'm Matthew Parsons, Director of Network and Security Product Management at SunGuard AS, and today I'll be joined by a number of other SunGuard AS experts to discuss how to stay resilient in 2023. With cyber attacks on the rise, companies are investing more than ever in their security solutions, spending tens, even hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to secure their environments. Yet, despite all the investment spent on security tools and services, there is one critical element often overlooked, which can be the weak link resulting in a breach. The latest 2022 IBM Security Report revealed the most common initial attack vectors were compromised credentials at 19%, phishing at 16%, and cloud misconfiguration at 15%. 50%, half of the breaches in their study, were caused by some type of human error. In a separate IBM Threat Intelligence Index report, that sample data set showed 41% of the initial attack vectors were caused by phishing. And just last week, you might have seen it in the headlines, Uber, the giant ride-hailing business, was hacked, with the hacker releasing a statement that they gained initial access to Uber's network via social engineering. They posed as an IT worker and tricked an employee into sending them login credentials. Ladies and gentlemen, the security weak link your company should focus on is the human element. You can have all the security controls in the world, but if you have an employee opening the door for hackers to freely walk into your network, you're going to have a bad time. With that said, here are three things you can take away to ensure that your business stays secure and resilient in 2023. First, invest time and money into training your employees. For as much time and money which is spent on tools and security widgets, don't forget your employees. Conduct mandatory security and compliance training on a regular basis. Educate your employees on the risks and common techniques associated with phishing and social engineering. Make it easy to report suspect activity to IT and security. And conduct regular phishing and social engineering exercises to help reinforce the learning for your team. Second, assume that humans will be humans. Plan that Bob will give out his credentials or that Karen is going to open that bad email attachment and that at some point a bad actor will be let into your environment. This means employing a zero trust, least privilege access model with all the components of a robust defense in depth solution. And third, be prepared for the worst. Have a regularly tested DR and incident response plan to ensure that in the case of a worst case scenario of a ransomware, you have offsite immutable air gapped backups, which you can restore into a clean room for forensics cleaning and scrubbing to then go live with. So to summarize, don't forget about the human element, your employees, as they can be the strongest or weakest link in your security posture. With that, joining us next to talk about what he thinks businesses should most be preparing for in the coming year is Rob Corso, Security Consulting Solutions Principal at SunGuard AS. Hi, everyone. What we want to talk a little bit about today are three main areas that we'd like to cover. The first being what organizations need to really focus on and understand is really the threats that impact them and how to align their defenses with the threats specific to their industry, how they distribute data and areas such as that. That really gives you the key to understand what applies to you and what doesn't. And secondly, some of the critical areas we'd like to talk about is being in a position to understand what resilience means to your organization by having, well, quite frankly, an understanding of how systems are maintained, how they're patched over time, 
and really being able to use that as a mechanism to ensure that what you've built stays secure over time. Because sometimes what we find is, unfortunately, well, there's no one solution that fits every organization. So really what seems to work best for organizations is a, a point in time assessment of the program and naturally the technical controls so that you can prioritize what needs to be remediated. Train the folks that are involved from IT to HR to the end users, application development, you name it, and maintain that culture of security within your organization. Building that resilience and culture within your organization will go a long way to maintain it over time. I wish everyone the best of luck. Thanks again. Next, we're here from Asher Demetz, Senior Manager of Security Consulting at SunGuard AS, to talk about some ongoing events that businesses should be aware of and how they can prepare. I think uh, a little historical context is really uh, important when looking ahead, uh, and so we can learn from the past. Uh, in previous years, uh, we've had a serious lack of emphasis put on the essentials of cybersecurity. If we look at all the news reports of the major breaches, they've all been based around some element of basics, uh, the basics of cybersecurity, patching, passwords, hardening, uh, filtering, segmentation, the very, very basics. And it's not that companies don't care. Uh, it's not that the IT folks don't care. It's that they don't have the headcount there to uh, install and uh, configure these essentials of cybersecurity. Um, so what we're going, that, that's in boom time, but now we're getting into difficult, turbulent times, difficulties in the economy, there are going to be eliminations in headcount. And what that's going to mean is that there's going to be even less people available in order to uh, make sure that basics of cybersecurity are set. Uh, so, when we couple that with um, other elements in these uh, foreboding times, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be desperate and hungry uh, and are very motivated to uh, commit cybercrime in order to uh, get money and feed their families. That is going to be putting a lot more pressure on companies because cybercrime is going to go up significantly with, um, with people that have got literally nothing to lose. Then you've got another element that's going to come into play, which is going to be uh, Russia. They're going to, uh, once the uh, war with Ukraine is over, they're going to turn their sights on a lot of companies and a lot of countries that, uh, that uh, attack them in some sort of economic way or, uh, or the like, whether it was direct against Russia or against any of the oligarchs taking the, their yachts and the like. So it's going to be Russia... Uh, hacking a lot of these companies in order to uh, you know, give some payback. Then we've got China attacking Taiwan. Well, if the US gets involved, China is obviously going to ramp up their attacks. So we've got a lot of dark clouds on the horizon, um, meaning that cybercrime, cyber attacks are going to go up significantly. Uh, headcounts are likely going to be uh, reduced. So what I would be recommending to companies is to uh, not reduce headcount, but actually increase it uh, for cybersecurity teams and for IT teams so that they can dedicate their resources to um, 
taking care of the essentials of cybersecurity. This isn't the million dollar software packages that's supposedly going to save them those cherries on top. This is just the very, very basics uh, that are essential to keeping the company secure. So up next, and we've got Darpan Thacker. He's the senior director of product management at Sungard AS. He's going to share some thoughts on staying resilient. Thanks. So, yeah, as far as uh, resiliency is concerned, you know, especially with this uh, uh, age of digital transformation, right, uh, and also in wake of, uh, you know, uh, ransomware attacks everywhere, I would, you know, there are a couple of things that, uh, you know, comes to my mind when it comes to resiliency in 2023. A, you know, with uh, all this uh, public cloud transformation, right, or migrating your workloads, uh, off of on-premises to public cloud uh, sometimes uh, people assume that hey if i'm in public cloud i i don't need dr or i don't need uh, resiliency right uh, that's not true uh, you know when you are migrating your workloads to public cloud you got to design your environment in such a way that a you do not have any you know single point of failures uh, as far as your production environment is concerned so basically have you know the availability zones making sure that your resources would be available for your business uh, irrespective of what happens uh, on the production side of the business and uh, also you know have a dr region uh, within the public cloud platform where you can go ahead and you know, replicate your workloads, your systems and applications and make sure that if there is an extended uh, amount of outage within the production region of the public cloud provider, then you can always go back to the DR region, um, bring up your systems and, uh, and applications that you need. Uh, also, you know, with the public cloud adoption, we have seen a lot of adoption, uh, you know, with uh, a SaaS provider, you know, a software as a service provider. Uh, you know, uh, could be uh, uh, outsourcing of a business process or maybe, uh, you know, software as a service that, that you want to leverage for your, your environment or your business process, right? Irrespective, uh, oftentimes customers do not uh, ask right questions to SaaS providers. So, you know, they kind of take it for granted or on the face value that, you know, hey, when I subscribe for this uh, SaaS service, you know, my resiliency is kind of granted. Uh, however, uh, that may or may not be true, you know, based on with whom you are working. So if you are signing up for any, any SaaS provider, make sure that, you know, resiliency is kind of built in uh, into their offering. You probably have some level of SLS that you can count on to your vendor. Uh, if something goes wrong, you know, they can go ahead and bring up your environment, whether it's uh, the production side of the business or, or it's on the, you know, disaster recovery side of the business. So again, uh, that is another nuance uh, that I would, uh, you know, uh, definitely address or, or like people to address that in 2023. And and last but not the least, uh, obviously, with, uh, you know, ever increasing ransomware attacks, uh, you got to make sure that you have right level of mechanisms in your environment to, you know, detect uh, this kind of attack. And ultimately, if something sneaks into your environment, you know, have this modern data protection solution, which can give you immutable and air gap backups, um, you know, uh, other features and functionalities, uh, along with, uh, you know, maybe uh, rolling some cyber recovery simulation as well to make sure that, uh, you know, again, you have that maturity, you know, as an organization to go ahead and restore and recover your systems and applications if something really goes wrong. So 
again you know uh, a few thoughts out there you know whether uh, transforming to the public cloud platform subscribing for any you know uh, a SaaS based uh, service or make sure that your organization is resilient for uh, cyber or ransomware recovery you can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com/itavailabilitynow please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm Matthew Parsons, and until next time, stay available.